Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And by the way, to check out our Our American Stories podcast, Subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, the story of Gail Halverson, a young pilot in the U.S. Army Air Corps who was assigned as a cargo pilot at the Berlin Airlift, in which U.S. forces flew much-needed supplies into a war-torn, Soviet-blockaded Berlin following World War II. And we're telling this story because on this day in 1920, Gail Halverson, the candy bomber, was born. Here's Colonel Halverson with the story, beginning with the three reasons why he and his fellow servicemen saw the Berlin airlift as necessary. I stayed in the Air Force, the Army Air Corps at the time, after the war, and uh, wanted to keep flying, and uh, we were briefed in our pilot meetings all the time, every month, about the world situation after the war. And it, we knew from these briefings, the new enemy was Stalin and communism. He'd just taken Czechoslovakia, had the popular democratic leader assassinated, taken Hungary, and we knew he was headed west. The second factor was we knew that, that most of the 2 million, 2.5 million people in Berlin 
in West Berlin were women and children, very few men. And to starve them, take fresh milk or food from babies from, and, and from women and children, that's a mitigating factor on, on how we felt about what we we're doing. The third one was when I landed on my first trip into Berlin of 20,000 pounds of flour and opened that, had that back door, the crew chief went back, opened the door, in came these Germans, about six of them, to unload and about six in the semi-trailer. I wondered how these supermen are going to look. And they had mixed uniforms, part uniform, part civilian clothes, doctors, or Weimar privates, all together for one purpose. They needed freedom, they needed flour. We had both. And when I got out of the cockpit and walked back, and that lead man came right up, put his hand in mine, and gripped it, and looked me in the eye, and his eyes were moist, and looked down at that flower like we're angels from heaven. And we're on the same page. So those three factors. So I got to go to Berlin and see it on, on the ground. I had a friend in Berlin who said, yeah, get here, I've got a jeep for you and a driver. He'll take you over and you see everything. And so one day I came back, and it was about the 17th of July, came back and landed at uh, the Rhine mine about noon. It was a beautiful day, sunshine. I was supposed to go to bed and fly that night. I had my movie camera in my hand. And Bill Christian, a buddy from Mobile, Alabama, was in the uh, in an airplane in the next hard stand, loaded dried potatoes, ready to go to Berlin, just getting ready to start the engines. But holy cow, what an opportunity. Beautiful day. Bill's going. I'll just jump on the airplane with him. I'm not going to bed. I got a Jeep waiting for me in Berlin. I get off the flight line. I'll go over the city and get these great movies. And so... Uh, told John Pickering, my co-pilot, go to bed, John. You and Elkins get to bed. I'm going to Berlin. He said, you're crazy. And I said, I know it, but I'm going to Berlin. If this thing stops tomorrow, they're going to send us all home. They're not going to let everybody go sightseeing to Berlin. And I want to see Berlin. I want to see Hitler's bunker. I want to see the Reichstag up close. I, I, I loved history. And here I was, right in the middle of it. I said, I want to. I'm, it's going to be or I'm going to Berlin. I'll see you before I go back. All you need is a uniform. Airplanes come back fine. No reservations required. So uh, I jumped on the airplane, went back. We called in and the Jeep was waiting. But uh, before I went around town, I wanted to get on the end of the runway and take pictures of the airplanes coming over the buildings before we had to come between the buildings. And that's, that's, uh, that's how dumb I was. I thought it was going to be over that quick. Thought I was there to get movies if I ever had any kids to show them the approach. And so I went went around there and started shooting movies. The airplane's coming over, barbed wire fence in front of me, bombed out buildings a couple hundred yards over, and then suddenly here were the, here were the kids. See the color of their eyes? They're right up against me, looking at this uniform that was bombing them three years before. Maybe killed their dad and mom, who knows? And I, I didn't know how they get, I looked down, all of a sudden there's 30 kids, about roughly 30, standing right on the other side of the bar bar from me, looking at me, and they were friendly. And I thought, why would they be friendly? You know, here, here's that uniform right here. And it was the first time they've seen a uniform up close, the military, Russian first, which is terror, and the occupation guys later. Then I found out later why they were so friendly. Because their aunts and uncles were arbitrarily cut off with the border. Not cut off because you could walk across the border then. But they could walk across the border, their aunts, uncles, and whoever, the close family type, come over to West Berlin to use the library to see what's going on in the world. And they, they lost their freedom. They lost freedom of the press, their freedom of expression, freedom of travel, freedom of religion, freedom of, of, of electing who they wanted to be their ruler. They'd lost that. So they were over there. And they were telling their aunts and uncles, man, I can't travel. I can't do this, can't do that. And they knew. They knew then what communists like. They, they had missionaries from the communists 
not for this program, but negative missionaries, said, hey, this is not very cool, buddy. You don't want anything to do with these guys. So they were friendly. And you're listening to Colonel Gail Halverson tell the story of why the Berlin airlift was necessary. The people of Germany knew who we were. We were on their side and on the side of freedom. When we come back, more of this remarkable story not told enough in America's classrooms. The story of the Cold War, the story of the Berlin airlift, here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue with Our American Stories and the story of Colonel Halverson, and in the end, the story of the Berlin airlift and why it was so necessary and in the end, so remarkable and emblematic of the people, the country that made it happen. American style freedom was their dream and Hitler's past and Stalin's future was their nightmare. They knew those kids, eight to 14, they were giving me a lesson about freedom. Look, he said, it's pretty good here in July. You know, the weather's not too bad. We get some storms. But you wait. They had school English. They 
some of them spoke pretty good English. I couldn't speak any German. And they said, come the winter and the fall, you can't get in here. It's going to be bad. Kids, give me a lecture. Said, but when that happens, don't worry about us. We don't have to have enough to eat. Just don't give up on us. Someday we'll have enough to eat. But if you're losing freedom, we'll never get it back. American-style freedom was their dream. They knew about the other system. They didn't want to Those kids were incredible. I just said, holy cow. And I got so interested in listening to them. I looked and watched some of I'd been there over an hour. And I said, boy, Jeep might not be waiting. I got to get out of here. So I started to run. So see you later, kids. And uh, got about five steps. And then the kids, I stopped. I said, boy, these incredible kids. I said, well, they got a postgraduate degree in international relations. They know what's important. They got their heads screwed on. They really know what's important. And they started to walk. And that little voice just kept came back again. I don't know how it overcame to get to the Jeep, you're late, but it did. It so intrigued me. And then I knew in a flash why. why. And it was because during the war and after the war, Walked down the street in a foreign country where the kids had some chocolate, not much, but had some. And those kids would chase you, going down the street, intercept you, and, and surround you, begging for chocolate and gum. And of course, the military, since the Continental Army was Washington, going through a town to give kids stuff from the ration. They had a little piece of chocolate or hardtack or something, they'd give it to the kids. That's nothing new. And but then I thought, they haven't had any chocolate for months. Uh, they haven't had gum. They hardly knew what gum was anyway. But no chocolate for months, and not one of those kids would lower themselves to be a beggar for something most extravagant as chocolate. When they had flour to be free. When they wouldn't ask for more than freedom, lower themselves to beg for something more. It blew my mind. When somebody gives you a million dollars, you don't ask for four bucks more, do you? You wouldn't ask for that. Well, they didn't, they didn't ask for that cream on the top because they were so thankful for what freedom meant to them. When I realized that, I just said, holy cow, can't believe it. Not one child put out their hand. Not one by voice inflection indicated, would you, you got some chalk or something? Not one. So I reached in my pocket and just had two sticks of gum. I said, holy cow, two sticks of gum? You're going to have fights. You're going to have bloody noses. Get out of here. And I said, well, I'll never see these kids again. I'll be flying 24 hours without sleep. I'll be sleeping on the autopilot's flying. Coming to go on the co-pilot probably. But I can't come to the fence anymore. I'll never see these kids again. Uh, how, can, how could I possibly give them something? That's why everybody, well, I, I said, well, Give it to him. It's all you got. Broke it in half, four pieces through the bar bar. The kids that were translating, I gave them half a stick. They did most of it. And boy, they looked like they got a $100 bill. And boy, they got a hold of that. And then here came the rest of the kids. And no fight. They just wanted a piece of the wrapper. And the kids with a half a stick, gum tore off the outer wrapper and the tin foil and handed it to the kids that didn't get any, anything at all. And the kids that got a piece of paper, put it up their nose, and smelled it, and smelled it, a piece of paper. I stood there, just flat, dumb, couldn't believe what I'd seen. Said, Holy cow. For 30 cents, I could buy them 30 sticks of gum, and they could have the wrapper and everything. But how do I deliver it? I can't come out here. Could I get some German to deliver it? Who knows who, what kids would get it, or if he'd even deliver it. About that time, an airplane flew over my head and landed right on the runway behind me. And I got the idea. I'm coming in tomorrow. I can deliver it to these kids. I can put it in that open place. And, and I'll get enough for everybody. And boy, and then the red light came on. So you got to have permission for that. You can't drop stuff out of airplanes unless you get the clearance. And then I rationalized. And that's how you get in trouble. 
That's the first step getting off the path. And so I thought, well, starving two million people, not according to oil anyway, what's a few sticks of gum? And so I found myself almost horrified saying, kids, you come back tomorrow, stand in this open place. When I come in to land, I'll drop enough out of the airplane to you before I land if you'll share it. Oh, you'll vold, you'll vold, we'll share it, they said. You bet, bouncing up and down. And I started leaving, they called me back. I said, what's the matter? You gotta know what airplane you're in. Every five minutes there's an airplane coming by here. Well, I didn't know what airplane because the airplanes from Alaska had red noses and red tails. They crashed in the snow, they could find them. And the airplanes from Hawaii had coconut palms and stuff on them. Everybody had a different insignia. And I flew whatever airplane was loaded. I don't know what airplane they'll fly. I'm just sure it was a four engine. There were a lot of two engines. C-47 is still flying. It's a four engine. They said, that's not enough. We got to know. But then I told them, wiggle the wings. Uh, when I come over the beacon at first, uh, before I go to East Berlin to come around and land, I'll wiggle the wings. Boy, I said, let's, let's get out of here. Let's start this thing. So I went all over town and got the movies you've seen and every documentary that every major producer has put out has got my film in it that I took around the city and off of the airlift as it went on. And I took those pictures, went back to several hours, ready to start flying that night. Uh, went to basic change, opened 24 hours a day, bought all I could on my weekly ration. And uh, I didn't have enough, so I went to my crew and I said, I gotta have your ration. They gave me theirs, had a big double handful of chocolate. Chocolate bars, Hershey bars, Babe Ruth, Bounds, and uh, double mint gum. And uh, broke it up in three pieces, put three parachutes on it, anxious parachutes. And, and uh, the next day, flew that night, of course, and the next day, uh, forenoon, the weather was good. Looked down there and those kids were right in the open place between the bombed out buildings and the barbed fence. They hadn't told anybody else. It was a small group. And wiggled the wings and they went crazy. Don't see their arms as they came over the bombed out building. Right behind the pilot seat is a flare chute where emergency flares are pushed out in case you have emergency in flight. And it's easy for the crew chief to stand between the pilots and just access that. So as they came over their head, they just told them, push it out, and they pushed it out. Unloaded 20,000 pounds of flour, the Germans did, and worried that somebody had seen the airplane as parachutes to get me in trouble and lined up to take off. And, or they pulled the parachutes over barbed wire where they couldn't get them in the, under the field. When he taxied out, there's three Hanks just waving through with all the airplanes. Their mouths were going up and down, and we waved, and I said, they wish they wouldn't do that, waving all the airplanes. Well, that's how it started. And you're listening to Colonel Gail Halverson tell the story of how the Berlin Airlift came to be. Two million people trapped without any means of really supporting themselves. We had bombed many parts of Germany to bits. And leave it to American GIs to come up with the idea, or one. As he said, a light bulb went off in my head. But then he realized, quote, you can't drop stuff off out of airplanes without permission. And then he added, then I rationalized. And that's when you get in trouble. More of this remarkable story, the story of Gail Halverson, the candy bomber born on this day in history in 1920, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue with our American stories and the story of the Berlin airlift, how it came to be, how it happened. And we're telling this story because on this day in 1920, Gail Halverson, the candy bomber, was born. Let's continue where Gail last left off. After the first drop, uh, let's see, it was about three weeks later uh, when I, I got called in and, uh, and, and chewed out because I didn't have permission by Colonel Hahn. And it, it was about that long ago. And then, and then they, they said, it's okay, but you got to report down to Frankfurt, to the press center at Frankfurt. They wanted to know all about it. So this news release that came out. So it was then I knew that, boy, something really, somebody really thought this was a crazy idea. So I went in and all the news, all the news agencies, of course, were covering the Berlin Airlift. So they were all there in this big press center in Frankfurt. And I was pretty humble. The first lieutenant guy in, had a chauffeur and a driver and took me into Frankfurt in a hurry and and all these guys waiting for me. Wow, what have I caught? What happened? Then I knew. And uh, then I was crazy. Everybody was uh, talking about it. When the word got out, we came back from Berlin uh, to the beds and there'd be boxes of chocolate at bars, uh, gum, the guys give their ration, and uh, we figured that overall we must have dropped about uh, 250,000 parachutes during the during the course of the uh, blockade. We were able to drop. My buddies dropped after I left. They kept dropping and uh, dropped until the end of September 1949. So it went on that long. What happened is that the American Confectioners Association that represents all the candy makers in America got a hold of me when I was in New York in September 1948 to pick up an airplane. General Tunner had me uh, stay for a week in New York and 
appear on the early television program, We the People, and and a number of uh, radio talk shows, and to inform people about what the airlift was like and, and then my operation. And, and the representative of the American Confectioners Association said, how much of this stuff can you use? And I gave them some ridiculous number. And later they sent 6,000 pounds of chocolate bars by boat and by rail from, through Bremerhaven down to Rhine Mine. I came back from Berlin one day and and uh, an officer met me with, an air, with a jeep and said, uh, come with me and look for He said, I'll show you. Went over the railway spur on Rhine Mine and there was a boxcar with the armed guard. And I said, what's in the boxcar? He says, chocolate bar. And it was two shipments of one 3,000 pounds, one 3,500 pounds of chocolate bar. And we couldn't drop that much because we didn't, couldn't tie up the parachute. We were too busy. And so we decided to have a Christmas party in Berlin with that. And we, we got that about the middle of December 1948, those shipments. And, and we, uh, had my, we put it, unloaded and put it in the, you know, supply building where somebody there all the time to guard it because, boy, that was enough chocolate to buy King Ludwig's Castle on the black market. <laughs> it was incredible value. And so we accumulated all of it before Christmas. And on, on the 24th of December, 1948, the German Youth Association in Berlin, the youth of, of West Berlin, and the military teamed up and had Christmas parties for the kids all over West Berlin uh, for that amount. But from then on, they said, I said, we can't, we can't handle it this way. Uh, if, if we had it ready to drop, then we, we could drop it over the city as we came in. And so they said, okay. I don't know how they found it, but Elms Junior College in Chicopee, Massachusetts, and Mrs. O Miss O'Connor said, we'll, we'll handle that project for him. Just send all the candy dust and we'll tie up the parachute, put it in boxes, ready to drop, and ship it. In Chicopee, Mass, they had a fire station, an old fire station that, that they got a new one, so the city gave it to them. They had a big sign up from Operation Little Vittle. And 22 schools would alternate tying up parachutes. And sailboat companies donated old sailcloth. They'd have cut it up, parachutes about the size of a man's handkerchief, a little bigger. And the twine companies gave them all the twine. The Cardboard companies gave them all the cardboard. They had processed 18 tons through that facility in, by January 1949. And Westover Air Force Base was right next to Chicopee, Mass. And it was one of the big transport bases that supported Rhine Mine. And there's airplanes going back and forth all the time. And so I had all my squadron were there organized so that we had a, a map of Berlin pins on the map on the best places to drop through the cloud when it was cloudy. We knew where the, the homing beacons were around the city for navigation and, and so we knew where the biggest playgrounds or where the children most likely congregated. So we'd bring that, those boxes in and the pilot would take them out and we quit dropping on the end, by the end of the runway because uh, the crowd was got get too big and a concentrated area and afraid the kids getting hurt, bigger guys running over them for the stuff. And so uh, we started dropping randomly all over the city. So when we come over different parts of the city where we wanted to drop, why well, the crew chief would go back and, and just check this, cut the top of the cardboard box and just check it up against the skate patch and the stuff would come out like popcorn and just blow all over the place and scatter all over the countryside. We drop it from 1,000 feet to 2,000 feet, and they just go all over. And I've got letters from kids that uh, would see it. One, one man uh, in 1998, we flew the, I'm still flying the Berlin Airlift 
Klein Museum, the Spirit of Freedom, the Berlin Airlift Historical Foundation airplane. And we make parachute drops out of it a lot. We go to air shows all over the country. In 1998, we flew it across the North Atlantic back to Europe, 69 days in Europe. Air shows and airdrops in Great Britain, France, Luxembourg, and Berlin twice. And in Berlin, uh, when the people would come through the airplane, you could tell immediately those who were there doing the blockade. They were very emotional about telling you thanks for our freedom. And with moist eyes, they'd tell you how much it meant to them. And you've been listening to Colonel Gail Halverson tell the story of the Berlin airlift. After that first drop of his, the one where he didn't ask for permission, well, just a few weeks later, he was hauled in, as he put it, and chewed out. But soon thereafter, he found himself in Frankfurt in a big press conference. He'd stumbled onto something. By the way, this old adage that my dad taught me, a military adage, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And boy, is it no better evidence of that than right here. And my goodness, starting the drop in one place created problems. Everybody started to gather. Then the next thing you know, Halverson was worried that young kids would get trampled by the starving big kids. So then the drops started to get scattered all over Germany. And from one to 2,000 feet, can you imagine being starving and waiting for stuff to come out of the sky from American planes that had bombed you only, well, just years before? It's remarkable, actually. When we come back, more of the story of the Berlin Airlift here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
And we continue with our American stories and with Colonel Gail Halverson, who was there and who, in essence, sort of got the thing rolling, the idea of the Berlin airlift. Let's return where Gail last left off. But one of the men that came through, he's 60 years old, and said to me, uh, 50 years ago, I was a boy of 10 going to school, and the clouds were very low, and it was raining, and I knew you were using radar to land because I couldn't see any airplanes. And suddenly out of this cloud came a parachute with a fresh Hershey candy bar and landed right at my feet. And it took me a week to eat it. He said, I was astounded. I hit it day and night. And he said, it's not the chocolate that was important. What was important was that somebody in America knew I was in trouble. Somebody cared. He said, I can live on thin rations but not without hope. Without hope, the soul die, he said. And one little boy was going to school. And suddenly, here come a bunch of parachutes and it wasn't that bad of weather before. And they were picking him up, but he was out of the group of ways and he saw that one landed in the duck pond. And he ran in the duck pond after it. He got all mucky with duck stuff and everything else. They got the parachute in the, in the chocolate bar. And they went on to the school, it wasn't very far from the, the where they caught him. The headmaster saw him and said, what are you doing coming to school all muddy and all messed up? And he showed him the thing and the guy says, oh, that's all right, that's all right, that's okay. And uh, so he, he, I think he had the same home to change his clothes. But uh, so that was, it was exciting for him that they never knew where it was going to go. The East, East Berlin kids wrote to me and said, look, uh, we, we can't help it where they put the border. We're over here with these Russians. We like the Americans. And, and, and we're getting some of that stuff. We come over to West Berlin and we're catching it. And, and uh, we'd like to have you drop it over East Berlin. There's not so many people over here. It'd be a lot better for us. And so I said, why not? And so I did. And it'd be fun. There are some soccer fields in our pattern as we'd go around East Berlin. And, and when they'd be playing soccer, that's when I liked it best because we saved the candy and we got over the kids playing soccer in East Berlin and kick it out and the soccer ball would go one direction the kids would chase the ball the parachutes going somewhere else break up the soccer game but that was fun to watch it we'd bank the airplane and get a look at what's going on and so I had to quit because uh, in East Berlin because the Soviets complained to the State Department that's a dirty capitalist trick. We're trying to influence the minds of the young people against us, the Soviets, by giving them chocolate. And he said it was a CIA operation. This government operation has got to stop. Well, it was never a government operation. And so uh, I came back from Berlin one day, and the officer met the airplane and says, what are you doing over East Berlin? And I knew I was in trouble. He said, well, you got to stop. And he told me why. I said, Lots of people in East Berlin that I've met that caught parachutes asked me why I quit. That's politics, not people. Politics is on. Uh, I guess it's addictive. It's the only drug I've ever addicted to. Smile on the kid's face when he got something unexpected. I, I, I didn't think I did anything special. I just gave kids two sticks of gum. And I just keep thinking, it's just two sticks of gum. And that's all it is. And whatever was made of it, somebody else, not 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 my done. I didn't. Whenever you think that you, you you're causing all the good things to happen, boy, you're in deep trouble. I mean, from then on, you you're off the path of life. If you don't give credit for the good Lord of what what He's made available to us and and what other people do for you, then you just as well say, hey, buddy, I'm I'm, I'm not a contributor to society anymore. I'm a millstone on the system. I think the airlift was, to me, was a reinforcement of the things my church taught me all my life uh, and my family taught me. Uh, basically, uh, money is not the answer to happiness. The more you get, the more you want. And there's just no answer, an open-ended uh, chase for the, for the fountain of youth. That uh, the only way to real fulfillment is serving others, service before self. And that's one of the Air Force's uh, core values, service before self. And uh, that's what uh, the Savior taught. This is life. 
If uh, you want happiness, uh, serve others. The Dead Sea is dead because it takes in all the good ideas of fresh water and gives out nothing. So it's dead. And people are that way. They say, give me, give me all the time and give not of themselves. The Dead Sea souls. And that was demonstrated in space. 31, well, Jesus Christ said, greater love than this hath no man than he laid down his life for a friend. And 31 of my buddies gave their lives for an enemy. Germans that became a friend. Why? Because the service, the, re, the reward you get, you can't buy by helping somebody, especially helping somebody in need. And an enemy is the epitome. If you're able to do that, why, that's the, that's the ultimate if you're able to forgive and, and to serve an enemy. So service before self. Airless is the perfect demonstration, absolute perfect demonstration. And that indicates what my parents and my church taught me. Now, the other thing is the little decisions you make in life are important, extremely important, more important than big decisions, because they put your footsteps and your mindset on a path that leads you to your final destination, your final position. And you're down that path where you're not going to return when the big decision comes. That little decision, for two sticks of gum, the whole world changed for me. For two sticks of gum, that's about as small as you can get. Where does the little decision come from? Well, we get an impression. Everybody's got a conscience. The spirit, we believe every person has, and the conscience, and you got a trigger. And it tells you, very subtly, what you ought to do. Then you argue with it and do something different. Then, then, then you miss out on, on the good things in life. Gratitude and break down the wall between people. When, you, when you're grateful for something and, and don't think that you invented the world by yourself and everything that happens to you was because of how smart you are and, and give credit to nobody else, boy, you're, you're in the dead sea, getting in the dead sea again. But gratitude, uh, by stopping and telling the lady mopping the floor in the office building on the way out that, boy, you're doing a good job and sure make this place look better, if you can see that, then be grateful back, and that that job is getting even better next time. And and the other the other thing, I guess too, is attitude. Ninety percent of the things that happen to us, including the airlift, we can do something about. We can hate the enemy and be mad all the time, or we can get on with it and, and enough to to get the reinforcement to find out that, that we're doing something worthwhile. But attitude determines success or failure in the family, in the home, or in the nation or the community. The attitude, how you approach things. 90% of the things I think that happen to us, we can determine how we feel. We have control of that one string on their violin, that, that how we react. That's attitude. And 10% we can't. As we said, as God grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change that 10% that you can't change, and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to tell the difference. So attitude, attitude is, boy, it's about everything. And, uh, and the airlift had all of them. Attitude, gratitude, service before self, and integrity. All those things were factored in. And that's the airlift to me. And a great job on the storytelling and production by Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Colonel Gail Halverson, who celebrated his 101st birthday recently. And thanks to the National Archives for the interview and the Truman Presidential Library. There's also a wonderful children's book, Christmas from Heaven, the true story of the Berlin Candy Bomber, with Tom Brokaw narrating the story in the book's accompanying DVD. My goodness, how rich. To bump into a, a, a beneficiary of the Berlin Airlift decades later and have a grown man say it wasn't the chocolate that was important. It was the sense that someone out there cared. A person can survive thin rations. One can't survive without hope. And my goodness, 2.3 million tons of supplies were dropped in the Berlin airlift. 2.3 million tons. It was called Operation Vittles and took place over an 18-month period. And I simply love what Halverson said at the end. The Berlin Airlift reinforced many of the things my church taught me 
and my family. Money is not the answer. Real fulfillment comes from serving others, service before self. It's what our Savior taught us. Colonel Gail Halverson's story, the Berlin Airlift story, and a story of so much more, including the American spirit and American generosity. By the way, we did this with the British as well, our compatriots across the sea. The story of Gail Halverson, the candy bomber, born on this day in history in 1920, here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.